today. I just want to bring a bit of encouragement, attempt at least to bring some encouragement to those of us who are getting a little older in ministry. Um, I'll give this, this message a title of an encouragement to the aging in ministry. Those of us who have been around a while and uh, getting a little older, a little grey head and whatever comes with olding, getting older. And I'm hoping I can be an, an encouragement to you. I just want to share some lessons I've learned myself and some of the things that I feel like God has shown me. I want to keep this simple. There's so much more we could say about it. But I just want to try and highlight a few things that I believe can help us as we get older, not to give in to uh, some of the lies that the devil tells us or some of the suggestions that well-meaning people can sometimes give to us. And so we're going to start this morning. I'm going to read to you from a few scriptures. The first one is found in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 4. And you'll see me looking down at my desk here because under my desk, under the glass on top of my desk, I've got some scriptures that I look at most every day and remind myself of what God's Word says about us in ministry, his, how He feels about us, uh, not only in ministry, all, all of His children, but I'm addressing this primarily to us that I have been in ministry a while. And I, we want to start just with Isaiah 46, verse 4. And it says this, Even to your old age and grey hairs, God speaking, He says, Even to your old age and, and grey hairs, I am He who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you. And I will rescue you. You could just spend some time looking at that. Uh, that's a promise of God. It's a commitment from God to all of us. Isaiah 46 verse 4. The next one I want to look at is uh, Psalm 92 and reading from verse 12 through to 50, uh, 15. And it says this, the righteous, and we are made righteous because of Jesus, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. I often say, Lord, I want to be righteous and flourish like a palm tree. Help me to do that. He goes on to say, <clears throat> They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Listen to this. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. Now, there's some wonderful promises there. That's a, a scripture portion that you could spend a lot of time on. I could. I'd love to share that with you, but we don't have the time here on the, with the subject I'm trying to cover. But just let me repeat this little part here. It says, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Remember that. And then there's another quick little one that God often has spoken to me got it written down here as well. And it's found in Philippians chapter 1. Uh, if you have a chance, read verses 22 to 24. I might come back and look at that in a moment. But there's a little part in there in Philippians chapter 1 that I want to highlight. It says this, As long as I'm alive in this body, there is good work for me to do. And other translations say, while I'm alive in this body, there is fruitful labor for me to do. Fruitful labor, good works, fruitful labor. Now, I, 
I've stood on that. Uh, I'm still alive. We're still in this body. And so that promise applies to us no matter how old we are, how long we've been in ministry and what wars we've been through. That promise still applies to each and every one of us. So I want to just start off by saying that aging is a gift from God as well as a consequence of Adam's sin. It's a gift from God. And yes, we know it's a consequence of Adam's sin that we're getting older. Um, we have to make a cho choice as to what we're going to highlight. The one that aging is a consequence of Adam's sin, we have no control over. But we need to make a choice between that and aging is a gift from God. And I choose to say, God, I'm getting older. For me personally, I'm 78 years old and I'm still alive. And this is a gift from you, and I thank you for it. So day by day, we need to start off by just saying, God, I thank you. I'm still alive. You've given me all these years, and these are a gift from you, and you have a purpose in it. For me personally, I've been through a couple of real life-threatening, almost, well, on one occasion, the doctor said I died. And God gave me life and spared me. And it's given me extra years. For me personally, it's been over 19 extra years from when I died on that table in a, in a, in a, in a hospital theatre. Um, I'm still alive. God, you gave me this, these extra years, then I want to use them. I'm not going to waste them. Yes, there may be some limitations on my life right now. As I've got older, I'm not as strong as I used to be. I'm not as uh, agile. I'm not as, uh, you know, even with my mind, it's a little... Not as, uh, it's a little more fuzzy than it used to be, but I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I still can speak. I can still communicate. I can still listen to people's uh, problems and hearts. And so, God, I thank you. I'm still alive. And that's a good starting point for all of us who are getting older. I'm still alive. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. When you look at life and you look around at, uh, at society, so many people die at birth. Some people are dying as children. Millions all around the world dying. Some don't even reach the age of 20. And here I am, 78 years old, still alive. Praise God. So I'm trusting that that will be a good starting point for you. I, I saw this the other day. I was I a little billboard that said, your life is a witness to the world. Make sure it's inspiring. Your life is a witness to the world. Make sure it's inspiring. So as we grow older, God gives us opportunities to share our life's experience with others. The lessons we've learned, to share them with others. Can I just go back and say what Philippians chapter 1, verse 22 to 24 says? <clears throat> as long as I'm alive in this body, there is fruitful work or fruitful labor for me to do. Job chapter 12, verse 12 says this, Wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. God gives us wisdom as we live. The years as they go by, God wants us to share some of that wisdom with others and help them to understand. And it says in Titus chapter 2, verses 3 to 5, I just would like to quickly turn to that. In, and uh, read it to you, Titus chapter 2 and verses 3 to 5. 
he says this. This is so important for all of us. It says, verse 3, Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live. And then it says in verse 4, they can train the younger women, the older can train the younger to love their husbands, etc. Verse 6 says, similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled, and so it goes on. You see, it's really saying, to some extent, God's going to give us opportunities to teach people from our old age and our experience the things we've learned, things that we, we, want, we hope that others that come behind us don't have to go through the same things as we've been through, that they'll learn from our lessons and avoid some of the tragedies that some of us have possibly been through. So we can help the younger generation not to make the same mistakes as we have. How to embrace the truths we found. And sometimes through very difficult, very uh, tough, painful times, uh, we've been through these things. We want to trust God that they don't have to go through the same things if they're willing to learn. Benjamin Franklin said this, and I'm often I'm encouraged by this. He says, he says, those who love deeply never grow old. I'll just repeat that before I finish what he said, that little statement. Those who love deeply, love deeply, never grow old. They may die of old age, but they die young. So love God, love God deeply from deep within and love his people deeply. Become available to them. Love them enough to be available to mentor them or at least to answer some of their questions, to be available to just help them in their times of crisis or trouble. Romans chapter 15, verse 2, and I read, just want to quote this little part from the Message Bible in Romans 15, 2. It says this, Strength is for service, not for status. Strength is for service, not for status. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29, it says, The glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of, of the old. And similarly, Psalm 71, verses 18 and 19 says this, Now that I am old and my hair is gray, don't leave me, God. I must tell the next generation about your power and your greatness. That's a great heart attitude. I must tell the next generation about your power and your greatness. So I want to attempt to share some of the things I hope will be a blessing to you that uh, from some of the encouraging scriptures that have been a blessing to me and trust that God will help you too. First of all, that God will help you to age gracefully, not grumpily. That he'll help you to, to age gratefully, not grumblingly. And to enjoy God more and more and to be fruitful even in your old age and to stay fresh and green. Some of the lessons I've learned, and I'm still learning, in my, at age 78, with over 50 years of ministry, uh, with, with thrills and spills, yes, with ch challenges and changes, with uh, adventure, the unexpected, grace poured out, even in tough times. And while it's true that most of us experience some of the limitations or preferably, can I use the word challenges, 
that come with the aging process, like not being as agile, not being as sharp as we used to be, uh, other health issues, etc. While that is all true, we don't want to have to waste away our lives. Um, all the opportunities God gives us, if we'll just grasp the truth that God has made some provision for us, and we can still be useful, fruitful, until we leave this earth, as Philippians chapter 1 tells us. So you can still receive revelation from God, even when we get older. Listen to these words in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. We quote them related to the baptism and the Holy Spirit. But listen, let me remind you of this. He says, God says, And afterwards I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirits in those days. We can still dream and receive revelation from God even in old age. And so put some of these truths into practice every day. Starting with number one, be grateful for the number of years he's already given you. God's word tells us that it, is, it will usually be between 70 years, 70 years of Psalm 10, Psalm 90 verse 10, remember? Three score years and 10, and if, if by reason of hope, four score or 80 years. Somewhere between 70 and 120 years, which is Genesis 6-3, when God says the days are ordained for man of 120 years. Moses said 70, three score years and 10 or 70 years, and yet he himself lived to the age of 120 before the flood, men lived for centuries. After the flood, it seems like a hundred odd years. King David, the father, in a sense, from, the, from which Jesus came, David only lived to be 70. Jesus lived to be 33 and a half years old. Paul, they say, lived somewhere between 61 and 65 years. Timothy, they say, 30 years old. I don't know for sure. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, Spurgeon lived to be 57. Look how his life counted. Smith Wigglesworth, 87 years. So we could go on. I'm sitting here at 78 years old saying, God, some have lived longer, most have lived shorter. And I'm grateful that I'm still alive today. Thank you for the number of years you've given me. Secondly, keep optimistic with an expectation of God to use you, provide you with opportunities, open doors. Remember Revelation 3, 8, Behold, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. And here I am at 78 years old and God has opened doors for me to still minister, even through the internet, but into some churches and pastors calling me, uh, talking on the phone, etc., etc. No man can shut their open doors. Thirdly, be realistic about what you you have energy to do and, and the ability to do. Be, be realistic. To think that you can still keep going at the same pace as when you were young is to eventually burn out or blow up or bow out. You don't want to do that. Learn to pace yourself. Give it your best and enjoy the journey. Proverbs 20 verse 29 says, The glory of young men is their strength. Gray hairs is the splendor of old, of the old. I said that earlier on. And sometimes you just have to, you want to get to the age where you have gray hairs and uh, 
you're enjoying God and enjoying life, then sometimes you just have to say no or not now, maybe later to some of the things that people ask you to be involved in or do. So here's a, here's a wonderful scripture. The scripture promises in Deuteronomy 33 verse 25, as your days, so shall your strength be. And if you're not, if you're seeking God's will to be your best for him and you aren't receiving strength enough for each day, then it's possibly more than likely true that you're involved in some things that God never called you to do, hasn't opened the door for you to do, but you've pushed your way in or some person persuaded you to do. Just have that attitude that says, no, I, that's not what I'm called to do. Stay fresh, but never give up in the face of trials or temptations. Be willing to lay down your life for Christ, but by doing his will, not the will of others. I hope that makes sense to you. Jesus only did what he saw his father doing, is what scripture says. So don't allow others to manipulate you. It's a cultic to be manipulated in actual fact. And don't get involved in wars and battles that aren't uh, yours. They just sap your strength, your energy, and, and, and it'll all be to no avail. So quickly moving on, the next little thing I would say, number four, I think it is, Believe God's promises. I'm just, I mean, the Bible is full of them, but I just want to remind you of a few of which I've already quoted. First of all, Isaiah 46 verse, seven, verse 4 says, Even to the old age, to your old age and gray hairs, I'm with you. I will sustain you. I have made you. I will carry you. I will sustain you and rescue you. Believe that promise. Even to old age, God says, even to gray hairs, I will sustain you. I'll give you all you need. I will give you the energy, the power, the wisdom, understanding. Whatever you may need, I will sustain you. God says, I've made you and I'll carry you. And I'll even rescue you when you're in trouble. One And Isaiah 44, 40 verse 28 to 31. Um, I, I wonder if I can just uh, quickly read that uh, to you, Isaiah chapter 40, because I want to link that Isaiah 40 with 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Let me just quickly find Isaiah 40 here. Um, reading from verse 28. He says this. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Listen now. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow old, tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But to those whose hope, who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Remember that, Isaiah 40, believe God's promises and then 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, We do not lose hope. While the outward may be wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Psalm 91 verse 16 says, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Do yourself a favor. Read verses 14 to 16 of, of Isaiah 91, uh, Psalm 91 quickly. I don't have the time to do it. I'm looking at this clock of mine and time is quickly going by and I want to try and finish this in one session. So believe God's promises. 
Then the next one, number five, confess God's word. Don't confess sometimes the feelings uh, that you're feeling all the time. Uh, confess God's word. Um, once again, as long as I am alive in this body, there is fruitful work or fruitful labor for me to do. Speak it out. Remind yourself ongoingly that this is God's word. This is what God says and has to say about you. Tell God you believe that and you want to live in it. Psalm 92. Um, let me just read this to you, Psalm 92, quickly. Um, again, reminding you. This is what I'm saying. Confess this. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will flourish. Confess that. They will walk. Well, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no wickedness in him. I say it like this. Father, I'm, I'm righteous in the righteousness of Jesus and I want to flourish like a palm tree, like you've said. I want to grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. I want to flourish in the courts of our God. I want to still be bearing fruit in old age and staying fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is good and upright. He's my rock, etc. So confess that. Psalm 138, verse 7 and 8. This is one that God's given me so many times in my times of stress and illness. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foe. And that can be anywhere, even sickness and diseases. It doesn't have to do, it's demonic activity trying to destroy your life. You preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foe. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord, listen to this, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. So confess the word, believe the promises, confess the word and pray these prayers along with so many others in the word of God. Again in Psalm 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days aright. Ask God to help you with your, all your decisions, all the things that you get involved in, with who, with where, why, what, etc. Ask God, God, is this what you want me to be involved in? Ask God that we invest you, you invest your time and your treasures, every, all of those things in what is eternal and productive and most effective that help us to fulfill God's purpose for our lives and not to allow people to sidetrack us and waste our time. Remember that little saying, well, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. You know, Psalm 31 verse 15 says this, my times are in your hands. And I pray this prayer, Lord, Father, help me to be at the right place at the right time. And so at the outset of every day, I pray Psalm 143 verses 8 through to 11. Um, listen to this now. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Rescue me from my enemies, O Lord, for I run to you, I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
May your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your namesake, O Lord, preserve my life and in your righteousness bring me out of trouble. Pray these prayers at the outset of every day. And you could look for yourself at Psalm 71, uh, verses 8 and 9 and verse 18. Please look it up. Psalm 71, verse 8 to 9 and then verse 18. And then just quickly as we try to close off this, I've just got one, uh, two more points. Keep praising God for all of his blessings. The temporal in this life and the eternal, those that are going to be with us forever. Mark 7, 11, Luke eleven thirteen tell us how much more shall your heavenly Father give, the Holy Spirit will give good gifts to those that ask. Praise God for that he's your loving heavenly Father, the how much more Father. 2 Peter 1, verses 3, to 11. I was looking at the time and it's gone now. I wanted to read all of that, but read it for yourself, that God has given us everything we need. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through to verse 11. Just to give you this quick little part of it. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness in this present world through our knowledge of Jesus. Read those for yourself. Psalm 103, verses 1 through to 18. Uh, taking special note of verse 5. Read Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 39 again. That nothing can separate us from the... We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us, etc. All those things are so important. And so I, I wish I could have read all that to you, but I want to finish off by just reading these words of Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And this is what I, I trust you will say with me. Let God know that this is what you desire. He says this, Paul wrote this in, in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7. He says, I have fought the good fight... I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Father, I've fought the good fight. I've run the race. I've kept at it. Now there's a crown of righteousness waiting for me. You see, what I'm trying to say is it's, it's going to be worth it. Let God use you, even in old age, with all your experience, wisdom, the revelation God still gives to you. Keep at it. Love him deeply. Love his people deeply and keep available to him and to his people. Father, thank you. You're our God. You're our loving Heavenly Father. And as I've said so often before, Father, I know with my own three sons, my daughters-in-law, my grandchildren, even some of my spiritual sons, I would just about do anything I possibly could to bless them. Whenever they're in need, whenever they're weak, they're in trouble, in crisis, they have needs, I want to do my best to do and meet those and help them through it. And if I'm like that, and I being evil, as the scripture says, know how to give good gifts to my children, how much more would you, my loving Heavenly Father, give all of this that I need to me and mine? So for those listening, Father, show yourself to us constantly, ongoingly, as that 
how much more Father, the giver of every good and of every perfect gift. Blessings on your people and thank you so much. You give us the privilege and the opportunity to serve you. We love you, Lord. We always will. And it's going to be so good to stand with you in your presence, rejoicing in the goodness of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.